From Wondery, I'm Robbie Damon, and this is Little Stories Everywhere. Each episode will bring you stories for kids that spark the imagination, take you to other worlds, and bring joy. This is the first of two parts of The Game of Griffins. Grown-ups. On the Nintendo Switch system, you can team up with friends in Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Where you can meet talking flowers. Life's full of surprises. And where piranha plants sing. <laughs> and where Mario, Luigi, and Peach turn into elephants. Wowie Zowie! And where this announcer turns into a super tiny announcer. <laughs> That's not in the game. <clears throat> Sorry, got a little excited. Nintendo Switch, the home of Mario and Friends. Game rated E for everyone. Game and system sold separately. Beatrice was mad. Her parents were sending her off to bed, again, and she wasn't even tired. It had been just a few weeks since her parents finally agreed to push her bedtime one hour later. She'd earned it by being a good sister to her two brothers. Now she was asking to stay up just an extra few minutes, maybe a half hour. Her dad wasn't having any of it. B. This is your bedtime. Upstairs to bed. But dad... Uh-uh. No, but dad. Upstairs. <laughs> Sorry, kiddo. B let out a big, dramatic sigh. She wanted to keep arguing, but if she was honest, maybe she was a little extra tired tonight. She and her brothers had spent the whole day running around in the woods behind their house building snowmen, and having an epic snowball fight with some neighbors. When the big kids came around, she got nervous and hid behind Grey Rock. She felt like she was too little to fight back when things got crazy. When Bee came inside for dinner, Mom had taken one look at them, filthy and worn out. Shoes off by the door, coats on the rack, all of you in the bath. And it's going to be an early bedtime for all of you. But she had a reason why she wanted to stay up late. It was Sunday night. And Sunday night was when her parents watched her favorite grown-up show, Game of Griffins. Game of Griffins was awesome. It was about a knight named Lady Rebecca, who was on a mission to free all the griffins in the world from the clutches of an evil royal family, who kept them locked away in a giant lair inside a volcano. Griffins were powerful creatures, with the body of a lion and the wings and head of an eagle. The king and queen were the heads of a mean, scheming family called the Pummeltons. Meanwhile, Lady Rebecca was an 18-year-old knight from a little island in the middle of the ocean. Every episode, she continued her search for the magic that could free the Griffins. Bee loved Game of Griffins because it transported her to another, more exciting world, far away from her boring old home in the suburbs of Chicago. In the last episode, Lady Rebecca was about to learn the secret spell that could free the Griffins. Bee had to see what happened next. Mom, will you and Dad not watch Game of Griffins tonight and we can watch it together tomorrow night instead? Bee, that show is not for kids. Ugh. Dad shouldn't have let you watch it in the first place. B rolled her eyes. You're nine. You're already rolling your eyes at me. B slinked up the stairs to her bedroom. She got into bed, eyes wide open, staring up at the ceiling. While she patiently waited for the muffled chords of the big, bold theme song to start, she waited and waited 
fighting off sleep. Then finally, she heard it. Lady Rebecca. Sir Shadahan, what brings you here? I'm here to talk you out of your mission. Am I supposed to sit here and do nothing, Sir Shanahan, when I know the secret spell to free the Griffins? The volcano of fear is far too dangerous, and the spell you seek is just a song. These eyes grew heavy, slowly shut, and she drifted off. When Bea awoke, the first thing she noticed was that her bed felt very cold and hard. She blinked her eyes open, and the first rays of sunshine were starting to warm up the frigid morning air. Bee looked around. Where was she? She was lying not in her bed, but on the hard, solid ground. Across from her face was a pile of ash from what looked like a campfire that had gone out the night before. She sat up. What the? Where am I? Did you have a nice sleep, milady? Suddenly, Bee realized she wasn't alone, but she didn't see any person around her either. I said, did you have a nice sleep, milady? Bee turned and jumped. She was face to face with a large animal of some kind. She wasn't really sure what it was. It had big round eyes, stripes of electric green and purple fur and long, bunny-like ears that hung down the side of its face, which was grinning at Bee with an almost silly, ridiculous smile. The furry, stripy, smiley thing was holding itself up on four narrow and extremely fluffy legs. What? I mean, who are... I mean, did, did you just say something to me? Yes. How did you... Sleep. Not a hard question to answer, milady. In fact, it's usually just a formality. You don't even have to answer if you don't want to. I, uh, where am I? We're on our way to the Griffin's Lair, inside the Volcano of Fear. That's the plan, don't you remember? A bit of a cuckoo bananas plan, if you ask me. But you didn't ask me, did you? You just said, fill pot, put on your walking shoes. We're going to free those Griffins from the Pummeltons. And I said, you must be cuckoo bananas. And you said, not at all. We're going and we'll be there by noon tomorrow. And here we are. And there it is. The animal, whose name was apparently Philpot, pointed with one of his front legs out to the horizon. These gaze followed where Philpot was pointing to, where a giant mountain loomed in the distance. Then she looked back to Philpot, and it became more clear. Wow, I'm in Game of Griffins. Philpot looked at her like he had no idea what she was talking about. The broad grin disappeared from his snout. I'm not sure I'd call it a game, unless you consider an evil family killing and controlling the whole universe with Griffins they keep captive inside a volcano to be a game. Not a very fun game, if you ask me. Bee got to her feet. She squeaked and clanked as she ran. She was wearing the light-plated armor that was customary for Lady Rebecca to wear on her adventures. Where did that come from? She ran over to a river nearby and checked out her reflection. Philpot loped along behind. The surface of the river rippled and shimmered in the sunlight. 
What B saw was the same brown hair pulled back into a ponytail that she always had. The same freckles, same blue eyes. But now she was dressed like Lady Rebecca. In her hand, she clutched a small jewel-covered sword. Lady R's signature weapon. What's my name, Philpot? Your Lady Rebecca, of course. <laughs> Is that supposed to be a riddle or something? Are you okay this morning? The world around her started to spin. She recognized it all from Game of Griffins. Lady Rebecca's armor and sword. The volcano of fear in the distance where the Pummeltons lived. Well, almost all of it. The only thing she didn't recognize was this strange, multicolored creature who called himself Philpot. But maybe she'd missed that episode. Sometimes her parents watched the show without her, and most importantly, whatever plan Lady Rebecca had told Philpot, B didn't have any idea what it was. I can't believe this is really happening. What can't you? Suddenly, a massive explosion rocked the ground. A tree went up in flames less than 20 feet from where they were. B dove for cover and so did Philpot. Once safely behind a rock, she looked around for where the explosion had come from. But there was nothing she could see that caused it. Just a massive tree crackling with white-hot fire. It's wild oaks, milady. Philpot was shaking, trying to burrow his furry head under Bee's arm. When wild oaks live for a thousand years, they die by bursting into flames. Great! And wild oak forests all germinate at the same moment. Which means they all die at the same time. Which means... This whole forest is about to erupt! Pops from around the forest, some far, some near, like fireworks, until... Run! He and Philpot ran through the wild oaks, steering through thickets of trees, dodging flames, running through the brush that was quickly smoldering and catching fire underneath their feet. Up ahead, he saw a clearing. They were almost to the edge. All around them, trees were bursting everywhere, like they were running through a bag of microwave popcorn. Bee kicked it into high gear and ran, 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 with Philpot's four furry legs keeping pace. They finally cleared the forest and landed in an open field. They made it out, just barely. They looked back where they'd just come from to see the entire wild oak forest coalesce into one giant blazing fireball. Bee's suit of armor burned on her skin. This suit, it's burning me. Jump into the river. Bee went over to the river and threw herself in. Cold water rushed in and cooled her down. <sighs> well, that was something different. I hope you have a good plan for when we arrive at the Volcano of Fear. Oh, I do. Bee waded back to the edge of the river. With the wild oaks blazing behind them, it looked like there was only a giant field between them and the volcano. Was this a dream? Was she going to wake up? She sat by the river, willing herself to shake from this dream, to find herself back home, snug in her warm bed. Nope, she was still here, in this strange land, Philpot still standing next to her, waiting for B to lead the way. Milady? Well, we can't exactly go back through the giant flaming trees. That's true. 
can't go home either, so I guess we'll keep going forward. Yes, milady. Bee and Philpot walked across a long field towards the towering volcano. They'd been walking for hours, but their destination didn't seem to be getting any closer. And the worst part was, Bee had no idea what she was supposed to do when they got there. If they ever got there. And if this was a dream, it was the realest dream she'd ever had. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Little Stories Everywhere ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus Kids and Apple Podcasts. Grown-ups, before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. That's the end of the first part of Game of Griffins, but there's more to come. So be sure to listen to part two on our next episode. From Wondery, this is Little Stories Everywhere. This is part one of two of Game of Griffins, written by Marsha Louie. I'm your host, Robbie Damon. This episode is produced by Janine Cornelow and sound designed by James Morgan. Additional audio assistance by Sergio Enriquez. Executive producers are Stephanie Jens, Marsha Louie, and Hernan Lopez for Wondering. <laughs> 